The Blacks and Whites Network proudly presents Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Katherine Raker's World and Let's Just Talk. Our guest today is really a famous author. And his name is Dean Wesley Smith. And he is writer of the future, Judge. And he was on this last competition on the 38th edition. Am I correct? That's right. That's right. So let's hear a little bit about your background before we start talking about the last judging award. Okay. Well, I'm also going to be the new editor of the book, starting with number 39 of Writers of the Future. Um, I have, um, I've been a full-time fiction writer for about 40 years now. And I love that old. (laughs) Oh yeah, I am. (laughs) And, um, um, oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time and the, um, and editing a lot also. Mm -hmm. And I've been a judge on Writers of the Future for well more than a decade every year. Um, but now I'm going to be the new editor of the book i'm not and and i'll still be a judge but i'll also then put the book together every year um starting with number 39 but number 38 is coming out right now that was edited by dave wolverton who was uh, also a long-term writer i have about uh, 200 novels published now and i'm considered one of the most prolific writers that's still alive and working (laughs) i have five six hundred books out and and that sort of thing so just you stick around long enough and and you, it it adds up. Well, I have to I have to scream about my new book. What's my that? son, my son, and I uh, actually he did most of the writing on this novel, but my first book was uh, Catherine Rager's wonderful Elizabeth Bromwell Chronicles of an Expat Spy. Some of it's true, some of it's not. You mm-hmm. have to guess what's true and what's not. And this is the second part, uh, second book in the series, and it's called uh, Elizabeth Bron- Elizabeth Bromwell's Chronicles of an Expat Spy and the Case of the Chinese Leopard. Oh, fun. Sounds fun. Yes, it is. So, and I encourage people to write and work with a lot of authors and they have for many years. That's what's so fun with writers of the future. There's, right. They work with the new writers yeah. you know, coming in. It really is writers of the future. I was the very first person 38 years ago across the stage of writers of the future. I was one of one of the writers of the future. Um, and so I was the very first, very first person to step on the stage at writers of the future to get an award. And now I'm now I'm the editor of the book next year. Well, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah, kind of 39 years. But right. <laughs> and you teach as well at these events, at the workshops, am I correct? A little bit, yeah. Um, I, I come in and, and talk about the new world of the indie publishing and that sort of thing. Um, I do a lot of teaching um, in general um, with, uh, um, at, from my website, you can get to it. It's, it's on Teachable. We have maybe two or 300 different classes for writers that are on uh, online on teachable and um and so that's the uh i do a lot of that but i come in and help a little bit but mostly it's tim powers um the professional writer tim powers and um, nina creaky hoffman and orson scott card and people like that that are teaching as well kevin j anderson who does dune 
um, with, with Brian Herbert. He's there teaching also. They have a lot of us teaching um, to help the new writers. And we're all there to help the new writers. Because I, what I found out is even with my son who took over the book, okay, mm -hmm. um, actually, <laughs> and he had been a journalist and, you know, and PR Newswire and all this other jazz, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, is it good? Is it not good? I'm going like, hey, I thought you had a lot of confidence. Give me a break <laughs> here. So yeah. yesterday, when the publisher called me and said, it's a great book. I was like, you'd need to tell my son this. So, yeah. yeah well, that, so and no, no matter how much you do in, in nonfiction, fiction is a different world. That's it right. is, in that, and that's where the focus is on. Although we do put some nonfiction articles in to try to help writers, you know, from professional writers. Um, but by and large, fiction is its own thing. So if you guys ended up with a good book coming over from nonfiction, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That's hard but, to do. Well, we didn't. It was it was nonfiction. It was was fiction the whole time. Uh huh. Yeah. Except it was some of it's true. Well, but but he was a nonfiction writer. You said he was a yeah. journalist and stuff. Yeah. He was a journalist, but then now he's a new fiction writer. So. Yeah. And he wants to be a ghost writer. Oh yeah. Have All you right. done that? Oh yes. Back Do you in like back it? in my back in my early days, I did a lot of that. Um, I, I was only hired by publishers. I was kind of a different kind of ghostwriter. I was uh, hired by publishers when, when big name writers um, couldn't make their deadlines and the books had already been solicited for. Um, I, was, I was hired to fill the book basically and pretend I was that other writer. I did that, uh, oh, probably a dozen different books over the years um, for major writers. And right. So it's so inspiring that you are doing this um, uh, and, and, and love your mission. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And helping the new writers with Writers of the Future. They, they are just, it's amazing what they do there. Um, you know, they're just very, very focused on just this one book, you know, that comes out every year. And, uh, and, they ha and it, it is just, uh, I mean, the awards that took place in April. Um, was like the Academy Awards. It was just amazing. It was at the Taglian Center in Hollywood. And they put these, these young writers up for an entire week, teach them, you know, have, have us old time pros come in to teach them. And then they give them this awards banquet that is just like the Oscars. I mean, it's incredible. And um, I told John, I told John Goodwin that next uh -huh. year, since I've been covering this all these years, I want to be invited. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. It is and fun, and you just can't believe that what they're doing for the new writers. It's it's, you know, it was uh, amazing. My my first time through it was the very first time they'd done it. It was when I won, and got into in there and uh, um, as a young writer, and I thought it was amazing. And they had it in a back room back room at a restaurant in Hollywood, and they didn't have the class. They didn't have anything. They were just getting started. And now it's built over all these 38 years into this yeah. incredible event that really honors the new writers and hopefully kind of boosts them into a career. That's what the hope is. Not everybody makes it, of course, but uh, it's surprising how many do. And, and you know, what's amazing is that um, I have to share this with you because uh, a few years ago when they were taking all the art out of elementary schools, Mm -hmm. I started yeah. in our education and took it around the world to get support for the artist part of it. Yeah. And, you know, because 
you know, it's wonderful that you write the book, but the illustrator is actually very important to your book. Isn't that correct? It's in some the cover artist degrees. Yeah, the cover artist is really if it's a if it's a a middle grade or in down in that the illustrations inside the book are critical to the book, and uh, so yeah, it's it depends on what kind of book it is, but cover artists are always critical. I mean, that's why a reader picks up a book is the cover. Actually, that's what I'm excited about, and 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 you know to watch this this wonderful profession start up again because it's there's been a period of time where it's been really sad you know because of the pandemic and a lot of other things right but i'm finding and i bet you are surprised when you find a doctor who is a science fiction writer oh yeah oh well there's quite a few scientists that are science fiction writers that's right but but you don't have to be you don't have to be yeah you don't have to be right yeah and and i think that I'm running into more and more doctors that have become fiction writers and science fiction writers and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because it takes the stress off of them. Yep. Yeah. It's when you, when you get to, I mean, that's my writing computer back there behind me. I see. Um, And I go, I go back there, you know, and and if I raise that blind, then there's the Las Vegas strip. I live in Las Vegas and I have a view from my office here. And I, you know, I just sit back there and make stuff up. And that's what fiction writing is, is you sit alone in a room and make stuff up. And that's your job description. And it doesn't get any better than that. That's the best job description I've ever seen. Is, and, yeah, what, what do you do for a living? I sit alone in a room and make stuff up. Well, I do the I do the television and radio part of it yep. and feature people like yourself. And uh, I just had John Goodwin on and Emily and I've been doing this for a lot of years, oh, covering this, and it's, like so exci- it's so exciting to be able to meet one of the judges. And I think, wasn't David McFarland a judge? David Farland? Yes. Not yes. McFarland, David Farland. Farland. Yes, he right. was a judge. He, he tragically just passed away from an accident um, yeah. this last year. He was the actual, he was the judge, coordinating judge and he was the editor of the book at the same time and he also was a long-term in fact dave and i started in together uh-huh. i think he won writers of the future two years after i was in the book uh-huh. so he was in like number three i think and um and he and i became good friends and uh, along with you know kevin anderson and a whole bunch of others who's also a judge uh, and we all kind of grew together in the profession and, and all the time, we were always helping writers of the future as much as we could because it got us started. Um, and so David Farland became the coordinating judge and um, the editor of the book. And then sadly, he died this last fall, you know, losing yeah, John, a friend like that from John, a tragic accident. Um, actually, I had him on a couple of years had ago. Had Dave on? Yeah, he was really nice. He was a nice really guy. super guy and yeah. you know it's amazing seeing all the talented people from all over the world now that mm-hmm. are involved in this. Oh yeah. And it's from every country. It seems yeah. like it seems <laughs> it <laughs> seems like it's every country. I know. Yeah. So I'm so excited about uh talking to you and you know I would love to read your books. 
Oh. I happen to be a reader as well. I love books. You're and science fiction or mystery. I write mystery also. I'll read both of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm really into it. And lately, yeah. I have to tell you, Dean, I have more authors now as a PR person than you can imagine. And I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're, they're, they've become really good friends of mine. And they're really surprised that I love to read. I think you have to love to read to do this. Oh, yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, and tell me, um, tell me what a typical day is when they come to Writers of the Future. What happens in the classes? Tell me. Oh, they, they come in um, ahead of everybody, like a, a week before the ceremony sometimes. I think they come in on Sunday and the ceremony's not till Friday. Right. And um, basically they are in a really nice classroom really nice classroom uh -huh. with books and it's like being in a library almost and um often and then they are um lectured to um by some of the top writers tim tim powers um dave dave farland when he was alive uh -huh. helped you know was the leader on the whole thing um tim powers who's been writing as long as i have 40 some years um is the person who sort of teaches it um and is the leader of it and um then they do all kinds of exercises. Um, they are writing. In fact, at one point, um, Tim has them do a short story overnight. They have to come up with a, a, a usually it's from based from an object or something, like you just pick an object and say, write a short story on that. And they have to turn it in in 24 hours. And so they do things like that. They really train them to be professional writers as much as possible. They lecture on the business. I come in and lecture on, on, uh, on the indie publishing side, um, which is the new you can do it yourself world, which is about half of publishing now, uh, because the New York side of publishing has gotten really small. Um, and so writers are doing it themselves, we're forming our own companies, um, things like that. And they teach them all of that. It's, it's across the board. And then of course, then they have to get, you know, get their dresses and their tuxes and all of that stuff for the big award ceremony and they get them all and they you know run them through we do practice sessions literally just practicing how to read off a teleprompter you know, <laughs> for those of us who are reading you know and, and are presenting that's that's we, we go in in the afternoon practice so it's everything everything you could imagine to learn how to be a professional in the publishing industry they they try to have the young writers touch on it at some point or another. Well, and you know, it's funny because I started out in the real world of books with some of the my clients. Mm -hmm. And then um, then we went into, when I, I have to short, share this little story with you. One of my clients called me up and been a writer for a long time and he was having some stress problems, whatever it was. And I said, he said, I think I'm gonna give up writing. And I went, really? Are you crazy? <laughs> and uh, I said, jokingly, I said, why don't we write my book? Three months later, talking to him every single day, a book came out, but we self-published. This time, Catherine's got a publisher, which I'm really <laughs> excited about because I've been wanting to do that forever. But I'm giving all the credit to my son because he took the st part of the story that I did, and he made it into the most exciting novel 
ever. And when the publisher said, I spent the weekend reading this novel, and I gotta tell you, it's got so many twists and turns and everything else. I called my son immediately. I said, you gotta hear this. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, that's what they need. They need to be mentored. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you set them loose. <laughs> it's like, here's the training. Good luck, and uh, you know, and and actually, the writers of the future has forums and all kinds of stuff that that you know they can check in with. There's some great people on the forums. Um, Wolf Moon is one of the previous winners, and he's sort of helping a lot, helping the young writers on the forums. Um, and so they have a place to go for when they get depressed like that and say, "I'm going to quit writing." You know, they have a place they can go and get some encouragement from other writers and things like that. So it's it's sort of a, this, the writers of the future is sort of all-encompassing um, to help the beginning writers make a career like like me, you know, I mean, so. Look at you, and look at you today, it supports you, right? Oh, I've made my living at writing since 1987. Right, I was in Writers of the Future 38 years ago, which is I think 1983, yes. and five years later I was making my living and it's never stopped. I've been wow. in publishing, making my living um, since 1987 sold my first novel in 1987 too you know so it takes a while i sold my first short story in 1974 wow. and so there was from 74 to 87 you know that was that was that growth period in the middle there i won writers i, I got into writers of future I, do, I wasn't one of the winners i was just in the book um, i was one of the runner-ups and and so even as a runner-up you can move on to making a living and being that's a judge that's right now let me, I have to take a short break okay. for our sponsors and we'll be right back uh, with Dean Wesley Smith, Writers of the Future, judge, author of how many novels? Uh, about 200 now. 200. That's wonderful. Keep writing. <laughs> Everybody excited. So where can they go to get information on buying your book, buying the wonderful 38th edition of L. Ron Hopper's? Writers of the Future and Illustrators mm -hmm. of the Future book, where can they go? Um, any bookstore, anything online, anywhere. Um, if for my books, you just plug in Dean Wesley Smith and W-E-S-L-E-Y, and a lot of books will come up. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, for Writers of the Future, just plug in Writers of the Future number 38, and that will get you the newest edition, and the trade paper will be out in all the stores like Barnes & Noble and everywhere. Right now it's out in electronic edition and just put in Writers of the Future and you can get all the way back to Writers of the Future number one, which has one of my stories in it. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, so you can get them all and I would highly recommend you do. And I'd highly recommend that you, if you are a young writer to enter a story every quarter, it's free. Um, there's no restrictions and just read the rules and get a story in and give us a chance to, to bring you to Hollywood and and have a lot of fun. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Dean Wesley Smith. We'll be right back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Riker. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. 
Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. We're back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Riker. We are back with Dean Wesley Smith, the Writers of the Future judge, and very shortly the editor for the 39th edition. Yep. So, we Coming out next spring. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. Uh, the nice thing about uh, each one of these contests, Dean, is that they're quarterly. That's right. So right now they're taking uh, applications, correct? Well, no, it's not an application. You not just an application, your, but... You no, know, you uh, just send your story in. You send your uh, story Literally, in. you just look at the rules and then follow the rules, you know, format it correctly and send your story in. Jody Lynn Nye is the coordinating judge now. She's the one that's over all of us judges. Um, really? And she, she gets to do the, the picking. And then what occurs is the judges, um, after she picks her top ones, and it's all, there's no names on anything. So we don't know any of these writers at all. It's just a, it's just a story. And as judges, we get these stories and then we decide which ones we like the best and send it back in. And then there's a bunch of us everywhere from Robert Silverberg to, you know, Tim Powers to a lot of us, Nina Hoffman, Nina Creaky Hoffman. Uh-huh. And um, and then we all send our choices back in, and then they put it together as to who's the winner each quarter. And um, it is it's all blind judging. We don't we just go for story. It's the quality of the writing, the quality of the story, and that's you, what makes it even better. Have you ever been really surprised of seeing one of the authors of the books that you pick? Um, Stories you pick. Pretty pretty much every year. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, um, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll meet one of the young winners at the, at the award ceremony in, you know, in the spring. Actually, it was in the fall and then it was in the spring because of the pandemic. But uh, this last spring, mm-hmm. you meet one of the writers and I go, oh, you wrote that story? You know, it, it's just because we don't know. We don't know their names. Now, I will be one of the lucky ones because as the editor of the book, I'll know their names ahead of time this time. But this will be my first year out of 39 years that I'll get to know the authors before I actually meet them. Right. And, you know, and you have stories um, that you love. My first year, Jack Williamson was a judge. He was one of the grand masters of science fiction, sold his first short story in 1928. Wow. And I'd always been, you know, my entire life I've been reading Jack Williamson. And I walked up to him just to say hello when, in that very first award ceremony 38 years ago. And, and Jack said, Oh, Dean, you're the one that wrote that great story. And he went on about my story. And, you know, cause he didn't know who I, you know, he didn't know either. And so it was just kind of like, wow, I'm getting complimented by the, one of the masters that I have read my entire life to a young writer. That means everything. I mean, that, that's, that was, that was just amazing. Tell me the genre that you love the most or is Since- it? Science fiction. science fiction. I wrote, I, I started up coming in sci- into science fiction and fantasy, but mostly science fiction. Um, that's where I started. 
And I, I ended up being a Star Trek writer. I ended up being hired by Pocketbooks to write Star Trek novels. Oh, really? And I wrote 35 Star Trek novels. And then I edited um, for Star Trek a series of, they had to be beginning writers and it had to be Star Trek stories. And it was called Strange New Worlds, which is the name of the new series now. But I edited that book for 10 years, wow. basically doing what Writers of the Future did. We patterned it at Star Trek. We patterned it after Writers of the Future and did it for Star Trek for 10 years. Although we didn't have the big award ceremony or anything else like that. They just got there. Then they became, then they became television shows? No, no. They were just fiction. Oh, just, fiction. just stories. Just stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. You wanna, if, you are, if you can get into Writers of the Future... It is so worth it. It is so worth it for all young writers. I, you know, and and it, the nice thing about the quarterly deadlines is it's a deadline that you got to get a short story done every quarter. And so you know if you haven't if you haven't made the big money yet or you haven't sold to the top magazines like Asimov and yeah and three times has to be more than three times. Wow. Um, so you know even if you sold a couple stories to Asimov's and you know like that you're still eligible. And so it's it's uh, check the rules and and boy don't miss it because <laughs> it is the best sale you will ever make in your life. Well, that's Not counting in free work, everything's free. They they pay everything for these writers. Wow, you know, it's amazing. I can't. You know, I'm so excited about this that now you've really given me an idea for some of the the new writers I'm working with because they should do it. I think they should. And I think, you know, it's important to understand the rules and then you'll go, wow, why didn't I do that? Exactly. You know? So I, yeah, think that's especially really, with, I think that's really important. Especially with the return for one short story. I mean, it, it, the short story I, I sold to Writers of the Future in volume one is still in print in Writers of the Future. And, I, I, you know, how many times have they paid for my way somewhere? I mean, I found myself sitting in a chair in, in, in the United Nations one day, and it was all paid for by Writers of the Future because they had their award ceremony that year at the United Nations. Well, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, and so, you, you know, it's just like, wow. You know, it, it, I couldn't even begin to count up the amount of money I've made off that one short story 38 years ago. Wow. And so it is the best, the best thing any writer can ever do. So, Pardon. you know, let me ask you, is there a story that, some, can they take a story and create a novel out of it after they've done it? Oh, sure. There've been a lot of them. In fact, I, I'm not sure, but I'm not, Dave Farland might've taken his winning story and made it into a novel. Um, but there's a lot of them that do that. Um, I do that once in a while too. I'll write a short story and then next thing I know, I'm turning it into a novel. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's perfectly normal. What's your latest book? Oh, they come out so fast that I wouldn't have any idea, to be honest with you. Um, we, oh, no, we the built, latest book you wrote? The latest book I wrote was called um, Rescue 2. It was in a science fiction series, my Cedars science fiction series, and it was called Rescue 2. Oh, wow. That's that was the most recent. I think that was last month. <laughs> and it's actually out. Tell me, so yours are, yours are fast reading novels? Is that what they are? Yes, very much so. Okay. Yeah, minor, minor, about 50,000 words, uh -huh. and, you know, it takes three hours. Oh, I basically, like those kind of books. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I'm the, I, I like to write what I want to read, 
you know, I try to imitate the experience of writing, my reading experience when I'm writing. And so I write books that I want to read that nobody else is doing, that sort of stuff. My mystery series, for example, is um, retired Las Vegas detectives solving cold cases. Oh, and wonderful. I love that. That's been a bestseller on Amazon off and on every time I put out a new one. I think I got 10 or 12 in that. So when someone starts in it, the first one's free on Amazon, actually. Wow. And, you know, once they start into it, they read it in three hours and go, oh, I want more. And it really works well. That well way. I, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Catherine Raker's World. Where can people go to buy your books? Uh, I need all that information from you. It, basically, um, DeanWesleySmith.com mm -hmm. is my website. Um, I blog every day there. I always have something to say every day, um, usually aimed at writers in some way or another. And the Writers of the Future is just writersofthefuture.com. And it is, uh, you get the books, any of my books or any, or any issue of Writers of the Future anywhere online. You know, on any of your favorite bookstores, everywhere. It's all around the world. Um, all my books and Writers of the Future. <laughs> and you can go to our website at katherinerakersworld.com our TV and our big website. You can also go on letsjusttalkradio.com and we have a chef show as well called The Chef You and I, a healthy cooking show. Oh man. We'll see you soon. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Catherine Ricker's Let's Just Talk on the Blacks and Whites Network.